your people in Jesus name Amen Today I'm talking about Activating the presence of God Activating the presence of God Activating the presence of God. Amen. Activating the presence of God. God is omnipresent. If we say omnipresent, it means God is everywhere. Hallelujah. But God is not seen and felt everywhere. Amen. God is what? God is what? God is everywhere and God is not seen. Number one. Number two. God is not felt everywhere. It is not everywhere you go that you feel the presence of God. There is a place where you go you find that the presence of God is there hallelujah and I'm going to tell you something that God never moves without angels hallelujah have you have you ever seen a president moving you will tell you the president is coming but automatically you should know that the army and the police and the security force they are coming with the president but we don't need to tell you those people are coming all that we, sh- we have to tell that god that the president is coming so when god is coming we shouldn't tell you that angels are coming because automatically wherever god's presence is angels are there so the bible says wherever two or three are gathered in my name there i am in the midst. So as we have gathered here in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord is here, but his angels are also here. The Lord is here, his angels are also here. That is why when we come to church, God heals, God delivered, God speaks prophetically to people, God changed people's lives. Why? God is here. Hallelujah. So now we are going to enter into the Bible. What are the things that activates the presence of God in a place? Hallelujah. What are the things? Because if God is everywhere, God can be felt and be seen. You can't, you can't feel the presence of God in a beer bar. Hallelujah. The only time you feel the presence of a, a, a God in a beer bar is when a man who carries the presence of God strongly enters the one day I read uh, the book of um, 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 Rehad Bonki, the, the great, uh, the great something, and it is twelve stories, and one of the stories is one day he entered a beer bar and turned that place into a church. It's not like it was not functional. It was functioning. Hallelujah. 
he went there, he said they should give him one minute to say something. And they agreed. In each other, but when they agreed and they gave him the microphone, he began to speak about the word of God, and people begin to fall, and then the whole place was charged up. And the alcoholics and the people who came there to drink, most of them became Christians, and that place was turned into a different thing. Why? It was not the bar. It, God was not felt there But it was a man that carried God Who entered that place Hallelujah So God is everywhere But God cannot be seen and felt everywhere Unless somebody enters there Unless somebody go there To activate the presence of God Hallelujah But in, in our generation We are not taught certain things Everybody is busy that is why Jesus said he will come back and people are going to their work. He will come back, somebody will be on the rooftop. He will come back, some people are busy marrying. He will come back, the people are doing different things and they have lost attention that Jesus will come again. They will forget that Jesus will, Jesus will come again. They will lose attention. They will forget that Jesus will come back. So today I want to tell you something. That the presence of God is what? Is activated. And one of the things that sometimes we don't value actually is that which God wants. Hallelujah. Is that which God wants and it activates God's presence. That is why I want to charge you. If you are a Christian, you shouldn't live without preaching. The first point today is what? Preaching the word of God. If you want to activate the presence, the first thing I want to tell you is what preaching. Tell somebody preaching. Witnessing about Christ. I said what? Witnessing about you will go with his presence. I said you go with what? You go with his presence. Luke 15, verse 10. Luke chapter 15, verse 10. Anytime you are coming, bring a book and a pen. You are coming to learn. Luke fifteen ten. The Bible said, "Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of God, of the angels of God, over one sinner." That repented. There is what? Joy. In the presence of the angels of God. Over the repentance of one sinner. Over the repentance of what? One sinner. Likewise I say unto you. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God. Over one sinner. That repented. Hallelujah. So if one sinner repents. There is joy in the presence of God. Hallelujah. So anytime you are going to preach the word of God. 
the angels of God are with you. Because they want you to do that which will give them joy. But we the believers, we don't want to do that which will give them joy. In other ways, we are praying for breakthroughs. We are commanding angels to bring customers. We are commanding angels to do something for us. Meanwhile, we are denying them of their joy. What makes the angels happy is not you buying a car. What makes heaven rejoice is not you driving a better car. What makes heaven rejoice is not building a big church. What makes heaven rejoice is not buying the best and the good mixer and the nice speakers and the nice organ and drums. That is not what makes them enjoy. What makes them happy, what makes them rejoice and become glad is that when a sinner repented from his ways and comes to follow the ways of Jesus, that is what makes them happy. And joyful. So angels in heaven. And God's first assignment. What makes God very happy. Is the person who testifies about him. Anybody who goes about. Talking to people about Jesus. Anybody who goes about. Witnessing to people about Jesus. That person. Will draw the presence of God. Will do. Will draw the presence of God. Most churches today we have lost the presence of God because we are not securing uh, souls, but we are rather destroying souls. We are looking for the money, but we are not looking for the soul. We are offending the souls. Hallelujah. How can somebody be preaching and look at somebody? I, I look at your face. You are like you are a nurse. Wake up. You must give God thousand Ghana cities right now. God said give him thousand, 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 thousand. What do you want? He said I want visa. I want to travel three months time. Give God thousand and God will give you that visa. In the name of Jesus. Go, go and travel in the name of Jesus. And three months came. The person never traveled. Three years now, the person is still in Ghana. The person has never traveled. That person will begin to lose joy in the things of God. That thousand Ghana, you are finished squandering it. Hallelujah. You are finished what? Squandering the thousand Ghana. But that person, one day, one day, say, I'm going to check again. Because pastors are scammers. All that they told me never came to pass. It is not that God is a scammer. God can never scam. It is the people that who minister to you in the wrong way. Hallelujah. We should be more happier. And you see that person will stop church and some of us, we will not even care about them. We don't even think about them. We don't even call to check on them. We don't even ask them why. We are so happy content. Hallelujah. The Lord is helping us. One sinner when he repents. So, there is no cause of alarm. That in the book of Mark chapter 16, the verse 20. Mark 16, 20. Mark 16, 
they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. The Lord working with them. Present and present continues. The Lord working with them. So if they enter and they enter to preach the word of God, the Lord is goes there, goes there with them. If they enter Quatire, God goes with them. If they enter Fiebre, God goes with them. So what activates the presence? Preaching his word. So the day Moro says, I'm going out for evangelism, angels are going with him because he's going to do that which they want. He's going to do that which they love. So talking to people about Christ, inviting people to church, angels are always happy. Not just church, but anytime you invite them, you transform them to carry the identity of Jesus. You transform them to become like Jesus. You disciple them to follow Christ. And the Bible said, Jesus goes with you everywhere you go. Because angels are always happy to come over. Because you are doing that which will bring them joy. Joy. But sad enough, this this time of our generation, every year the church we have targets for money. We don't have target for souls. Hallelujah. I say what? We have targets for money. We don't have target for souls. This year we are getting ten thousand. But I don't know the number of churches who say that this year we are increasing from thousand to two thousand. I know some churches have it. Some churches that their main focus is to build more churches. Their focus is to win more souls. Their focus is to get to every part of the world. But some of us also we are content. We are looking for the money from where money cannot be found. So you see today a pastor having thirty members want to build a three thousand capacity with the thirty members. You want to kill them. They can't, they can't build. It is not God. No. Let them go out there. Win more souls. When when the souls come and they don't, they don't find a place to sit, God will build an expand, expanded church for you. Am I talking to somebody? If this place is full right now, God will be compelled to build us a new auditorium. Am I talking to somebody? If this place is filled over and we have tents outside there and people are sitting there, God will be compelled. We are not the one to build. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail over it. So my duty, your duty is to go out there and preach to the souls. You and I, our our main target on earth is to win souls and God's own target is to build this church. No man can build the house of God and nobody has ever built the church of God. So it is dangerous for a pastor to say my church. I own the church. You know sometimes we say it that this is my church but it is just saying sick. But if you say it out of your heart and you think that is your church and you own everything in that church let me tell you you are a big disappointment to the Christ kingdom because no man owns any church anywhere. Nobody owns no church. You can't own a church. The church is for Christ and the church is for Christ and for Christ alone. He is the builder of the church. Am I talking to somebody? 
He is the builder of the church. So your duty is to preach. If 2024, if you want God to work with you, preach the word. 2024, if you want to see the glory of God, take it upon yourself and go and preach. I've never heard, I, I don't normally hear it that people will pray that God this year, my target is 10 souls. No. This year, God, I want to build a house. This year, God, I want to travel. This year, God, I want to buy a car. This year, God, I'm buying a land. No. But where are the souls? Today, believers can live with their nannies and they'll go to church and they'll leave their nanny in the house. The person who is saving them don't need Christ. They are doing morning devotion. The nanny is not part of the morning devotion. The nanny is not what? The nanny is not part of the morning devotion. They are doing what? Morning what? Morning devotion. The nanny is not part. Am I talking about? Nanny near Encounter. It's not to win souls. As a Christian, Sunday, you have bathed, you are in church, your business people, they are still working. Don't, don't, ah, do you think they don't, they, don't, they don't go to heaven? They have to go to heaven. You are not a correct Christian. Any Christian who goes to church on Sunday and leaves the workers at work and don't give them opportunity to go to church, you are not a good Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was in Accra and we used to I was working with a company. They were not Christians. Let me tell you, every every time they are going to pray, we break. Hallelujah. Six in the morning you must be there. They will go and pray and then you come. I don't know. One, one. One, you break. Three, we break. We used to close six. So one, you break. Three, you break. No work. They'll go and pray and come back. Work continues. There can be order. Plenty. Yet, we will break. How many Christians will do that? We profess Christianity with our mouth. But God is not in our hearts. Am I talking to somebody? We talk with our mouth. But our heart is far. You think giving big tithes in church is what God wants. God doesn't need your money. God needs souls. Win souls for God. You can't close business for, for one day church service. You see a Christian who says, Oh, Sunday they buy, pa. Sunday they buy. That is why you have work on Sunday, you never get money. And you will never get money. That will kill you. Hallelujah. That will. That will kill you. Hallelujah. Sunday, you to bring somebody to church. Winning souls will act. Activate the presence of God around you. 
Winning souls will activate the presence of God around you. Listen to me. The Bible said there was a madman at Gadara. And this madman got healed by the intervention of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Bible said this man went. He, he has never fasted for 10 days. He has never fasted for 20 days. He has never prayed 7 hours on stop. He has never prayed 3 hours on stop. The Bible said he went out to witness. And people begin to listen to him. Why? He went to talk about Jesus. Listen to me. You don't need to fast and pray before you witness about Jesus. Go, just go and talk to somebody about Jesus. Am I talking to somebody? Go out there, talk to somebody about Jesus. As you talk to people about Jesus, if you go to evangelism, don't go with the name of your church alone. Hallelujah. Go and evangelize. Evangelism is not about church. Evangelism is about Jesus. Talk to people. Boss, how are you? Jesus is coming soon. I want to talk to you about Christ. You speak to the person five, five, ten minutes. You, after that, you tell the person, I want to invite you to church. If, if you preach and preach very well, even if the person don't follow, don't follow you to your church and goes back to his church or his former church, you have done best. Am I talking to somebody? You have done something good and something best. Hallelujah. Talk to somebody about Christ. It activates his presence. The madman began to become an evangelist. Just the day he got the deliverance. And he went to preach Christ. From today, tell somebody, I'll preach Christ. I'll preach Christ. Tell somebody, I'll preach Christ. Hallelujah. The second thing that activates the presence of God is prayer. Tell somebody, prayer. Prayer. Prayer activates the presence of God. A praying church is a church that the presence of God is with them. A church that wins souls, a church that prays. Hallelujah. So, what activates the presence? Number two, the prayer. Prayer will activate the presence of God. When you pray, angels are also released. Hallelujah. Angels are also released. Do you know your prayer is what God smells? Your prayer is an aroma to God. God enjoys the prayer of the believer. Hallelujah. God what? When God first stands to pray, God smells. It is an aroma. It is something God loves. That is why a Paul the apostle said, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Let's enter the Bible. Revelation chapter 5, the verse number 
And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden veils full of odors. Full of, full of odors. The odor the twenty-one elders were holding in their hand. The aroma, the scent, the fragrance. That is why I love the song. First it was fragrance. Then it turned to worship. Hallelujah. My worship is my weapon. Hallelujah. Listen. It was fragrance. Now. The fragrance of our prayer is with the that it was what in the hands of what the twenty-four elders. They enjoy it. Hallelujah. They do what? They smell it and they enjoy it. So the prayers of the saints, the odor, the fragrance in in heaven. Let's move to the same place. Revelation chapter 8, the verses number 3. Revelation 8, 3. came and stood at the altar having a golden censer there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne next verse and he said and the smoke of the incense the NLT says the incense was given to him mixed with the prayers of God's people to be offered on the altar. Your prayer is an offering to God. It brings down the presence. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So, and the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God. Out of the hand, out of the angels. That is why people who pray manifest the presence. People who pray that's what manifest the presence. Then I will now next week I'll talk to you about if what the presence of God does. This is you activating it. Now when God comes, He will do things. Hallelujah. Now when God comes, he do what? He will do things. So prayer activates the presence of God. Prayer. And your prayer, God loves to smell the prayers of the saints. God loves what? 
God loves to smell. Hallelujah. He loves to smell. God loves it. So what somebody loves, if you do it, won't that person be close to you? Who will not walk a distance to go and eat in the night? Raise your hand. Maybe your mother is staying down here. They call that place Ghana flat. And you are at this place. Won't you walk and go and eat every night? Huh? Why? Because there is something that will give you energy. There is something you love that is in that place. That is where any church that prays, God is there. That is why some churches got to a time they were focusing on administration and they begin to saw, saw that they begin to see that the church was going down and they now started reviving their prayer life. They started reviving the youth again. And you can now see there's some vibrancy in the church. There's some vibrancy in the life of the youth. There is vibrancy in the life of the people of that church. You see why? Prayer brings their presence. Prayer activates their presence. Prayer does things because God loves people who pray. It is the presence. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? Prayer activates the presence. So this is where the man wrote the song from this chapter. He said, And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there was voices, thunders, lightnings, and an earthquake. That song is a spiritual song. Hallelujah. The presence of God. Tell somebody the presence of God. It's activated by prayer. Tell somebody the presence of God. It's activated by prayer. So from today, pray. Tell somebody pray. Tell somebody pray. You ought to pray. Because the presence of God is activated by prayer. The third point I'm going to talk about will shock you. Tell somebody entertaining angels. People who love to entertain strangers. Sorry. Entertaining people. You entertain the presence of God. Hallelujah. Look at Jesus. The Bible says Jesus one day went to eat with Zacchaeus. Do you think it was the preaching of Jesus that made Zacchaeus repent? No. Never. It was how he welcomed Zacchaeus. Because Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. And it's a sinner. Is what? It's a sinner. That is why the Bible said the two people went to pray. One was a task collector, one was what? a task collector. That means in the ordinance, everybody knows that task collectors are sinners because they are criminals. They will steal from what they are taking. Hallelujah. 
So one the, the one man prayed and said, I'm not like this. This tax collector who steals from the people's money to tax collectors are seen as sinners. But look at how Jesus entertained him. And the presence of God convicted Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus got up and said, Hey, half of my goods I give to the poor. And to anybody I've stolen from, in four folds I are restored. Hey. Why? Would that preach it? Give your life to Christ. You have to give your life to Christ. No. You are a man of God. You are in a community every day. You are busy. Who called you? Serious. Just hold when you have You go to a tree. You, you, you got closer to a tree where people are praying Ludu. You never greeted them. Because you are busy. Maybe that we can consider joint. Why did God send you to turn gossipers into non-gossipers? To turn prostitutes to become non-prostitutes? To turn thieves into good people? To turn armed robbers into good people? So when people see armed robbers and they don't speak with them because they are armed robbers, because you are a child of God, when you see them, you use wisdom, you entertain them, you talk with them in a nice way. And very soon, you see most of them follow you to church. Not because of how you preach powerfully. Not because of how you pray alone. But because of how you entertain them. Hallelujah. That is why the book of Hebrews say that we should entertain strangers. Hebrews 13 too. For some unaware entertained angels. But Father Abraham entertained strangers and he entertained God in his house. Am I talking to somebody? You go there. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels on away. Do not. But as for Father Abraham, he entertained God himself. Not because he wanted to entertain God. He wanted to enter. If you see a stranger come to ask you for help, eh, eh, today that's how they behave. They are thieves. You, everybody is a thief. Hallelujah. You don't want to help anybody. The unaware entertained angels. Am I talking to somebody? Are you in church? I'm not feeling. Are you in church? They entertain angels on where? Entertain angels on away. <laughs> Tell somebody from today, I will entertain strangers. Entertain strangers. Look at Manua, Samson's uh, Manua, Samson's father, the wife. 
He was in the threshing floor. And the Bible said, somebody just came to begin to speak with him. The way he received the person, it was the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord, with all controversies, but in the school of theology, some teaches that the angel of the Lord is the Lord himself. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord is Jesus. But there's another school of thought about that. But a school of thought that the angel, anytime you see the angel of the Lord in the Bible, he's talking about Jesus. That is why when Joshua saw a huge man and he approached him, he said, are you against us or you are for us? He said, I am for you people. And he said, he's the Lord of war. Hallelujah. So the Lord, anytime you see the angel of the Lord, is representing Jesus. So do you know, in the Old Testament, Samson's wife, because of her kind gesture, entertained Jesus in his house. And do you know what happened? The Bible said, Samson's wife gave birth to Samson. The one who became the deliverer of Israel. Am I talking to somebody? It did not come by prayer. It did not come by It did not come by seed sowing. It came by entertaining. Some church members are not respectful. They see a pastor. Oh, this small boy. You don't know what they carry. Let me tell you, there is no pastor today always big was not small before. Any big pastor today was one day a small pastor. Whether you like it or not, one day, one day, what, what, there was one day there were small boys. God doesn't use big men, God used small boys. Am I talking to somebody? David was a small boy. Am I talking to somebody? David was what? David was a small boy. Solomon was a small boy. Jesus was a small boy. Huh? Could you imagine Jesus in our generation? 30 years. You tell people you will die and you resurrect. 30 years. They will tell, ah, you pass. Even today, you are 30 years, you are doing ministry, they call you small boy. These small, small boys. Let me tell you, entertain strangers. You are, the more you entertain strangers with wisdom, you are might be entertaining, the, you, you are welcoming the presence of God in your house. Manoah's wife entertained angels. If you read the book of Judges, it is there. Judges 13. So the Abraham in Genesis chapter 18, the verse number 1. Genesis 18, the verse number 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And the Lord, underline the word, and the Lord. Continue for me. And he lifted, no, continue. And he lifted up his eyes and looked and lo, three men. Now, verse 1 said, and the Lord. Now, verse 2 said, and three, three men. Verse 1 says, and the law. Hmm? Now, verse 2 says, And lo, three men. Three, three, three men. Now, these three men stood by him, a 
And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tender and bowed himself to the ground. And bowed himself to the bowed himself to the ground. And said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. I believe out of this scripture that Paul got the revelation to write Hebrews 13 verse 2. Hallelujah. Because in some reference Bible, there is reference to Genesis. Am I talking to somebody? Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and watch your feet and rest yourself under the tree. Why do you entertain people you don't know? The Bible says, and they were passing... And they were passing, not knowing they were coming to him. But they disguised themselves like they were passing to see how he received them. Abraham waited for ni- 99 good years for a miraculous son to be given to him by through the wife Abraham, uh, Sarah. Sarah was barren. Abraham was, was waiting. Sarah was waiting to receive a child. So now, if you go down, you get to understand that. God was not able to hide something from Abraham. Should I hide anything from my servant Abraham? Because the story is long. We can't read it all. And now the Bible said, two of the three went ahead towards Sodom and Gomorrah. They were rare angels. But the one that was left behind was the Lord himself. And said, will I do anything without telling my friend Abraham. And he now begin to speak to Abraham. Abraham, I'm about to go to we are going to Sodom and Gomorrah. We are going to destroy people there. And Abraham begin to intercede for the people. If you get five righteous, uh, if you get 50, will you destroy it? He said no. Will you get, if you get 40, he said no. If you get 30, he said no. If you get 40, uh, 10, he said no. Abraham begin to bargain with God. To the extent that even five men were not found. How did he get the opportunity to interact with God? He entertained strangers. As a church, as a, as a Christian, have a good heart. Love people. Love people. You love your family. You don't love somebody's family. You love your children. You don't love somebody's children. Your friends are always the best. Somebody's friends are not good. Yes, he said, and the Lord says, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Shall I hide? God did not hide. But 
Abraham never knew. It was God. The Bible said three, three, three men. They were three men. They were passing by. Nipami and Sanamere. From today, be a good man. Be a good, be a good man. Be a good man. And if you're a good man, God will not hide anything from you. God will not hide anything good from you. And God will always come around. Hallelujah. The Amplified said, My friend. Hallelujah. My heart. My friend. Entertaining strangers. It was the same with Lot. The Bible said, When Lot saw the people, they were going to sleep in the town square. Town. And Lot ran to them. And said, You are coming to sleep here. Wake up. You can't sleep here. Get up, get up, get up. Let me go and give you a good place to sleep. And the Bible said, when he took them home, not knowing they were angels, and they saved his life. Don't be too proud. You see a mad woman, you see somebody, I'm not saying allow them to downplay you, but sometimes entertain people. Entertain. Entertain people. Entertain. Entertain people. If you're a man of God, don't always think you are going to people's program because they have something to offer. No. They might have nothing to offer. But I don't know what God is going to do for you through that meeting. So from today, I want to charge you Tell the, tell the person beside you. We are charging you. Entertain strangers. Tell them we are charging you. Entertain strangers. Tell somebody we are, char- we are charging you. If you want to feel their presence. Entertain strangers. Hallelujah. Entertain. Don't be proud. The reason why you can keep food for it to rot without you giving out. You always have an agenda. Oh, I'll do this with it. Oh, by the time realize, now say, now Susan Pao, come do be now the new Google. If God bless you, it's 
even good that you cook and people come to eat from you in the night. Every evening, you cook and people come to eat for free. It is good. What is bad about it? Forget about they are not, they are not, they are lazy. Who, who are lazy? Some people are very hard workers, but still they can't afford food. Some people are doing their best, but there's nothing. Some people are once rich, but today they have nothing. Forget about they are lazy. If you have and you cook and people come to eat every night for free, what, 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 what will even leave you? You won't lose anything. I'm not talking to somebody. You won't do what? You won't lose anything. Entertain strangers. Tell somebody entertain strangers. Entertain strangers. Everybody is a witch. Your wife's brother, your husband's brother, they want to take money from you. Hey, don't give them the money. They want to go and use it to do juju. Forget about it. Hallelujah. Entertain. Entertain strangers. Hey. Sometimes, eh, let people think, Omu bu kwasiya. Omu ere. Omu pa mi unye omu bu kwasiya. You are never bu kwasiya. You go to their programs, they won't come, they think, oh, that guy is a fool. No. You are wiser than them. You help them when they need help. When you need help, they turn their back against you. They think, no, you are not a fool. You are wiser than them. Am I talking to somebody? You are wiser than them. They always value what they are doing. That what they are doing is better than what you are doing. By the law. Tell some by the law. By the law. My last point is if you want to activate the presence of God, be an offering giver. Be a giver. Tell somebody, be a giver. Your offerings and kingdom givings, hallelujah, will activate the presence of God. What caused God to visit? The prophet, eh, as a prophet, the king Solomon, Second Kings chapter three, verse three, or is First Kings three, three, First Kings three, three. And Solomon loved the law, ah! and he offered. Oh, and Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the status of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. Next verse. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings. And Solomon did offer upon the altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou shalt show unto thy servant 
favor. Hey, that shall show unto thy servant. David, my father, great mercy according as he walked before thee in truth. That's not what I look for. The verse. Four. No, don't go again. Yeah. Verse 5 9. And the Lord appeared. What made him to appear? What made God to appear? The sacrifice. Some of you, same ding, 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 ding. Hallelujah. You don't know how to give. You, do. you have never offered. That doing something about church is not your target. And Solomon loved the Lord. The love of God in Solomon compelled him to offer. When you love God, you will offer. Hallelujah. What drew the attention of God on Colonials? The book of Acts chapter 10 verse 1 to 4 was offering. Acts 10 1 to 4 was what? Offering. Was what? Offering. Was offering. Was what? Offering. Said, thy arms has become a memorial before God. And God commanded angels to come and minister to colonials by giving. Because of giving. When the angel appeared to Manoah, Samson's wife, what did they use to compel the angel to come back again? Offering. They offered a burnt offering. And the Bible said, as the angel began to smell it, he began to ascend. The angel of the Lord. God like offerings. God like people who offer, people who sponsor, people who do the work of God. God love them. Obviously, eh? I don't have money. Yo, I know you don't have money, but have it in mind. Have it in your heart. Hallelujah. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So what you think in your heart, God gives you the capacity. God will give you the ability. One day you will do it. But it starts with the little you have. That one city, that two city. How do you treat God with one, one, one city? How do you treat God with your two city? How do you treat God with your three city? How do you treat God with the little? Well, imagine how you treat God with big. Am I talking to somebody? So this morning, we are about to close. And I want to tell you, how you treat God is how it treats you. Your offerings will always activate the presence of God. Hallelujah. And last of all, live a holy life. Tell someone, live a holy life. God said, be holy. For I am holy. Live a holy life. Let me tell you. Some people will tell you, huh? Listen, one day, one day you regret. In the church, we don't suck sinners. We turn sinners into righteous and holy people. But let me tell you, live a holy life. If one God to walk with you, live a holy life. Listen to me. Maybe I may come. You know where I stay. You know where we came from. And you know how God is changing our life. Hallelujah. We had opportunities to do all the bad things some people are doing. But we never did it. And they were laughing at us. Oh, now go with your back check. Now go with. But today, are we, the, are we the same? No. Live a holy 
Don't let somebody deceive you. You will be dead out. Live a holy life. And at the end of the day, one day, one day, when the back you rough, because everybody respects you, everybody honors you. So be on your feet. And let's close. Wherever you are beginning to tangle, 